What's up, Internet? You're tuned in episode 33 of the Flip Screen Games Podcast, a weekly video game podcast where two best buds from different nations come together to discuss the wide, wide world of video games. I'm your host, Peter Messi, joined, as always, by my very good friend and co-host, Mr. Stephen Radford. Hello, hello. Hello, hello, Steve. Welcome back. It's good to be back. It's like just, you know, just yeah, like yesterday I spoke to you about video games. And uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to talking about it some more. Just yesterday, or, or maybe even just moments ago, when we finished <laughs> recording a different podcast. Shh, uh, shh, shh, don't tell anyone. <laughs> eagle-eyed YouTube viewers will notice we are wearing the same clothes, and we are tired. <laughs> yeah, so this this episode's being recorded a little bit earlier, because Chewie's coming to visit you, and you've got some shows on, so the schedule's a little bit crazy. So if any breaking news has happened, this was recorded last Tuesday. So this is more yeah, of an sorry. evergreen episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, we'll have to... If, if, if something insane... Ha- Xbox has bought EA, uh, we'll have to talk about that next week. Apologies. Hope you understand. Uh, but we do have a good episode planned for you here. We're going to be talking all about gamer problems. We got a good question from one of our Patreon producers, Mr. Asobi, who wrote in and... Uh, had a great question for us that sparked the main topic about what do you think are problems and things that only gamers have to know about? So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, and uh, But before that, let me remind you that this episode of the Flip Screen Games podcast is brought to you by our Patreon producers for the month of March. They are, of course, Christian Oliveria, Christopher Valenz, Gabriel Hasselmeyer, a.k.a. Asobi, Mary Berry, Smilky Shake, Wakahula, and Zaid Ida. Thank you all so much for your support over on patreon.com slash flipscreengames. Y'all are the realest of the real, and we appreciate your support. Speaking of which, there's a bunch of ways that you can show your support for the show. Head over to flipscreen.games. That's our website where you will find links to our Twitch channel, to our Patreon, to our P.O. Box. If you want to write in and be part of the show, you can hit us up at questions at flipscreen.games. Hit us up on the Discord. Find links to all that stuff over on flipscreen.games. Again, that's flipscreen.games our website. Go give us a follow. Check us out. Come be a part of the community, however you choose to be. We are thankful that you chose to be here. So let's jump in to this week's talking point. Again, as I said, this one comes from one of our Patreon producers, Mr. Asobi, who wrote in and said, question for the week. What do you think are problems and things that only gamers have to know about? For example, buying something and having to wait for the day one update to download and install before being able to start. Not wanting to start a new game because you don't want to do an hour of tutorials slash cutscenes right now and just want to play something properly slash familiar. Or having too little storage for all your games. So you have to think about what games to keep installed. I thought I thought this was a good question, you know, and it was your idea to to bring it and make it the main topic this week. And I think it's an interesting one because we talk about this a lot. Right. Like when if you're like us, right, if you're or and when I say us, all of us, right, whether it's me and Steve here doing a show about video games, are you the listener coming and tuning in (laughs) and listening to somebody talk about video games for two hours every week or whatever it is? Uh, We are not normal. Right. Like among even among gamers, we are we are the hardest of the hardcore right uh the the folks that have our kind of appetites and tastes so there's a lot of very unique i think gamer experiences that even folks who play a decent amount of video games probably don't have to think about very often right like the storage thing 
that's the the you know we talk about right the the big budget gamer right the the not the big budget I'm sorry they've the, got the, Fortnite uh, installed uh, or they've got FIFA installed and uh, the mainstream yeah game, and, and they, they maybe they pick up that, one yeah. or two games a year and it's like yeah. every year you just cycle the games out right like it's easy right it's no, it's no no brainer you're not worrying about finding a two terabyte expansion for your Switch. <laughs> yeah, like Chewie went through the whole process of buying an SD card, and you can't transfer the games from one SD card to the other. So it was okay. I'll lose all my screenshots, so I'll take all of those off, put them onto my computer, so I don't lose any of my screenshots and videos, because you don't want to lose those memories of when you first beat Breath of the Wild. You know, it's, it's, it's got to stay there, otherwise you'll never remember that same moment again if you play the game, and then had to re-download all of the games like all of them it's just wild to me that that's just that's the thing that people go through and put themselves through but there's so many like when i was thinking about this it's just like something that happened on stream right this week when you were streaming and we were trying to figure out which button it was it was like press y and uh, press x and hold this button it's just like no no, no whichever button's y <laughs> oh the one that's triangle yeah, yeah, press the one that would be triangle <laughs> and press R1. And it's just like, there's no standard across all of them. It's like, is A in this position or is A in this position? Is X, does X mean X or does it mean like the cross button? Cross. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, come on. It's so frustrating and so annoying that I go from like playing an Xbox game. I'll play, I'll play Elden Ring for like hours and hours and hours and I'll go back to my my switch because i was playing mario kart because the mario kart courses came out and i was clicking b i was like why the fuck is it oh wait i'm on the wrong console that's why it's not doing anything it's not working <laughs> like a is in the wrong position it's over here so i have to click learn to click the right button but that's something everyone's had to do right and you think about it this is a whole like control system that we just know it's like oh that's r1 that's okay but like if someone's just picking up a controller for the first time they won't know where R1 is. They're not going to have any clue. You know which, if I say one? triangle, if I say triangle, it's the button at the top. If I say circle, it's the button on the right. You just know instantly because you've been playing forever. It's you right know here. where the buttons are. But, but a normal person would have no idea. That's just something that's well, ingrained in you because you're a gamer and you've played those consoles. Well, and it's funny too because you say the thing about like the different buttons and everything. Like That never fucks me up. Right, really? like, when never. I go for it's when yeah. I go from the pro controller to the Xbox controller because they're so similar. Like when I go from yeah. like the handheld switch to the Xbox controller, it's fine because they're different. It feels different, but in my hands, it feels so similar that I'm like, oh, I've just touched the same controller, but it's not. I don't know. I, I, I think it might be because of the fact that Xbox and PlayStation have done a really good job of mapping them to colors. Well, Even PlayStation if I'm not did, but not anymore. Like all of their new games didn't have a color. The 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 controller doesn't have any colors on it. It's bad. That's true. They're, yeah, they're just like black and white. Um, but I, but yeah, but I mean, I don't know. Like I, I never had like with PlayStation. I think it's different because they're so unique. Like right, the the circle. I mean, X yeah. is the same, but I don't think of it as that. Right, like you just know. But like with the, you know, the, like you said, the Xbox, they're both A, B, X, Y, but they're all in different positions, right? Oh, yeah. On the Xbox, that one's got, that A one's is got, bottom, B is, yes, yeah. is and X and to y the right shifted and as well. are shifted as well. But it doesn't mess me up ever for whatever reason. 
Like, even if I go from this right to an Xbox What do you, what do you call like, the buttons on top? Because I bet you don't call it RZ and LZ. I, be, I bet you've never no, once no, no, called no. that RZ and LZ. So ZR, sorry, ZR and, and, and ZL. No one calls it that. I, I generally say R1 and R2. L1, R1. Yeah, <laughs> and R, R, L2, R2 because of PlayStation. But with the Xbox, I do say Bumper the bumpers, like... I'll say bumpers and triggers because they feel different. But like if somebody says, oh, it's L1 or R1, I'm you'll like, know hey, it I know is. yeah, you'll know what it is. Yeah. You don't even think about yeah. it. But, but on this, stream, it was I a serious problem. I never think problem. of these as ZR and LR, <laughs> in, you know, for, for you guys, Zed. Right. It's like, no fucking way. I'm not thinking of that. Like, come on. Like, that's ridiculous. And, and yeah, they were like the first one to have that Z button. So, the, you know. The Z button. Yeah, yeah that's true. I do remember that. And they're the ones that did the A, B, X, Y. And I've had this whole conversation with people where I'm just like, Nintendo needs to be the one to change. They're the, sta- they're the holdout at this point. A is moving to the bottom. Even this generation, PlayStation 5 has shifted. Circle's not confirmed in Japan anymore. X is confirmed. They've swapped them around. Just move the position of the buttons. People will come to learn and accept it. But people cannot... People, those people's minds in people that are just like dead nintendo those buttons are always gonna have to stay in that position i never really thought about that you're right though yeah. that is weird they're the one they're the one hole but i don't now. think about it you know what though in some games i do though because i i have done that in platformers where on nintendo sometimes i switch a and b yeah for like the jump and stuff yeah people do that but yeah but if you play dark souls on a nintendo console b is confirmed b is confirmed they've kept them in the same position as any okay. dark souls game so like what x what y does on a on xbox like to hold down y to bring up the menu it's yeah. hold down x they've kept them all in the same position okay. regardless of what the button does and what the button means that makes sense but it means the confirm and and reject like A and B are backwards and it just feels wonky and wrong on on a Nintendo console. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Nintendo switched it up so many times, like they just switch it. where they are. Yeah. Right? Because like on the GameCube controller, the A is the main button. The, uh, yeah, it's like an orbital system. It's like A. Yeah. But that was the thing back then. They used to put the controls on the screen. You know, Nintendo would always have the the like button yeah. in the top left of what it did. And the GameCube was great because they all felt different. You could just feel which button it was. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, it's the small red one. And I, I like, you said like the orbital thing. Like I liked having like you have it center and then you're kind of like gliding from second to second. This is, this, this is a thing. This is a thing. We just identified one, by the way. Like <laughs> not, not just like the having to know a weird control scheme, but the fact that we have weird preferences. Oh, and yeah, like, ah, really yes. weird preferences, yeah. It's just, like, just <laughs> random shit like that where it's like, ah, yeah, like, let, you know what I really like, though, is the feeling of this very antiquated controller from 2004. That's some deep-ass yeah, no, game I can only play Smash Brothers with this one controller. That yeah, I, I, I really can. <laughs> I'm that asshole. Like, when I try to... I remember when uh, Smash Ultimate came out. I put it up, like booted it up, and I grabbed my pro controller because that's how I play every game, right? And I didn't even think about it. And I was playing, and I was like, "This feels weird. Like, what's up? Like, I'm I feel like I'm I keep pressing the wrong buttons." Then I was like, "Oh, right." And I went and plugged in my GameCube controller, and I was like, "Ah, now it feels like there we go." Yeah, 
Yeah, it's which is insane. Which that's is really insane, insane considering Smash didn't originate on that console, and yet that's the controller that everyone goes back to. It's because of Melee. Yeah, it's because Melee was when it like created the competitive scene, and like that those folks are die hard, you know. Yeah, it's weird. And the and the other thing when it comes to controllers, before we move on to something else, is the way people hold them, right? Because this was a whole thing that I didn't realize that people hold controllers in different ways. For me, mm-hmm. I always rest my index fingers on the triggers. And on an Xbox controller, there's like a ridge right in between yep. the two. And it's got like a nice texture and your fingers are meant to sit there. People hold it with with the middle finger my buddy my buddy triggers. does that and i'm like he does, why he holds are you them. doing that that feels so wrong yeah well and it's funny because i remember he switched to playing that way he like adopted it and he's like well i can i can be more efficient with these buttons if i have fingers on them all the time and i was like that's fucking insane like and i tried to do it and i was can't like no it. i just no, I, I, can't. I can't do it yeah it's easier on a playstation controller but even still once playstation i could see it on a ps1 trying or to a support PS2. this is hard. yeah but like on a ps1 ps2 they're just buttons i could see it working on that on a on a playstation 4 or playstation 5 or one of them's a trigger it just feels so wrong and i, I could be yeah, so I l- quick going between the two that there's there's no need for me to have both fingers up there yeah do you ever do you ever do like weird control stuff like in specific games oh like i remember like i'll play animal crossing like like this like i'll hold i'll hold the controller like that when i'm just walking around it's really strange just like i'm just chilling out so i'll just like hold the controller in one hand and just move that's really weird (laughs) that is really weird okay that's a weird one um i'm more thinking like something i'll find myself doing this is something that uh, I remember um, a good friend of mine, Jack, uh, sent me a picture of himself where he was like, he was doing this weird crab claw, oh my god, like, yeah. hold, like holding thing for Dark Souls, and I was like, that's not, that's not right. Like, if the game makes you do that, that's not good. That's wrong. But have you that's, ever that's felt that like not... you needed to do that when you've been playing out of ring? I've not once felt like, oh, I need this. Oh, like... I do. No, I definitely do. Um, and it's not just Elden Ring; it's other action games too. Sometimes, like I've, I do that every once in a while in a game like Horizon or Ghost. If I'm like running and I want to cycle through, like I'm running right now, right? Oh uh, yeah, I often and move, I and I move, you know, I'll often this finger move. over and cycle with the yeah. thumb. Uh, no, and I'm then, the opposite. And like, whoop, whoop. I'll use my right hand because usually I'll use my left finger to do the D pad, but sometimes yeah. I'll pull my right hand like over. And like press this while I'm still moving because I need to move because I've just rolled like an elder. I've, I've done just that rolled, before. Yeah, and that I'm makes like, sense. Quick, get this hand over so I can still move. There's yeah, a no, lot of stuff I, I, that you can do. You have to be quite dexterous, I think. Sometimes when when we were streaming Elden Ring, I was there was a point where I was running from somebody and I was I was controlling my left stick with my pointer finger like this, like rotating it, and I was cycling. <laughs> to get okay, yeah. my my flask open or something or, or like pull up the horse or something like that right because that's like that, that takes like three buttons but i'm also trying to run and dodge so i'm like okay like run dodge pull this up press right then i'm back on switch back to normal hands and like you know <laughs> oh man okay yeah maybe we need to change the way your horse is in certain positions because if, if that's how you happen to play that's crazy to me like that's just insane I feel like yeah like I should put it, maybe put it somewhere else. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't know. It's funny, but yeah, that's, that's definitely like a wacky thing for sure. 
another another couple I I thought of while well, I say like it's sort of triggered from a series one like the day one patch and stuff was um was was waiting up to midnight and then finding out the game doesn't come out then like it's a weird time yep. zone thing right <laughs> we've all, you know we've all done it I think the Mario Kart thing was meant to come out at a specific time and everyone was convinced the Mario Kart eight DLC was coming out at like seven p.m. Pacific or something. And it just didn't happen. It didn't come. It just came at some other random arbitrary time that was on that on that day. But everyone's done it. So it's like, oh no, it's like eight a.m. in in your time zone because it's we're doing it based on like Sydney time or something. And you're just like dead inside and like crying because you've waited up all this time and it's not happened. And then the other thing <laughs> is um, when it says ready to start and you start the game and you're like really excited that the game's going to work and it just shows you another install screen but it's one within the game rather than <laughs> like it takes you to the, <laughs> the main menu but you can't start and it it's, like, it's just installed like why game. would you that is like 70 percent done or whatever it's just like it says ready to start so i click the game i'm like really excited i can go straight in and it's just like no no it's not ready to start at all not in what the slightest it's the worst yeah that's a bad one um, one that I thought of that I, I thought was funny is taking time off of work to play a game. Cause like, especially when it's no like an other... online game as well, like the servers are down and you're just like, what the hell? <laughs> oh, I didn't even think of, I didn't even think of it that way, but that's, that's a good point. But I mean, like the, the fact that like so many people will be like, oh yeah, like new, this new game's coming out that I've been waiting for. Right. Like. You know, The Witcher 3 is coming out. Skyrim's coming out, right? Oh, I love, love that franchise. I'm going to take a, a day off of work and or I'm taking a four-day weekend so I can stay home and play this game, right? Like, I can't think of another medium where that's like a normal thing that fans do where you're like, I'm taking the day off of work to go see this movie. People I'm did it gonna for books. Read- like certain books guess, people would do but... it for, like a, a big book launch, I remember. Um, but yeah, it's it's not it's not usual. Like I will take oh, I've taken a week off work before because I've been excited for a game that, and like oh my god, when people book weeks off and then the like launch date shifts as well. Can you imagine that? I bet that happens. To I people. <laughs> that happened to uh, a friend of mine um, when I was a teacher. Uh, her her. Now, uh, ex-husband um, had done that, I think, for Hitman 2. And then it got delayed, and it came out, like, way later. And he's like, oh, man, like, fuck. <laughs> oh, <laughs> now I don't, have to, I don't have time off to take yeah. for it when it happens, you know? Like, shit. <laughs> but, That's you know, the worst, yeah. C'est I, I, la vie, I guess. <laughs> that's like one of the worst things though that you get so excited you amp yourself up for it and and i'm a big proponent that if the game's not ready don't put it out but of course it is so disappointing and another crazy thing we all do is we all tune into an event that's just watching tv adverts and like the that's literally all it is right yeah they're just commercials commercials that we're watching we're like all tuning in at the same time we're all excited we're talking about the fact that is this game going to be revealed are we going to see this here and they're just literally adverts to sell you things. But I'm still yeah. so excited about it. And I'm still like, oh, my God, it's the next Zelda game. <laughs> and it's just like, but, you, you know, want another $60 from me. That's that's all you're showing me this advert for. I, I think that is less weird, though. Because, like, that's also, like, that happens with movies. 
right? Yeah, like when and new trailer your Super drops. Bowl happens as well. Like that's a big thing. It's like people come to see the adverts, which I think is so sure. strange. That's like the most capitalist thing in the world. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Whatever. Um, I think it's more just like if you're at a Super Bowl party and you don't like football, you're like, oh, cool. oh, it's like these are great. Yeah, I love these. Breaking it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> breaking up the game. That's great. Um, but yeah, I mean, you like you see that in other like fandom places, right? Like movies, comics, all those kinds of things. Yeah, like, they get trailers, they get hype, it, yeah. but, but nobody does it like games, right? No. Nobody does it like video games. Video games, we love to get hype over here, that's for sure. Yeah, so I Although I've, I don't know. They're kinda they're 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 kinda they're getting less hype nowadays i'll tell you what like not the announcements but like we're not filling rooms with hundreds of people and having like fireworks shows and stuff to be like yeah here's the next call of duty you know like we're not doing that stuff anymore do you really want to see microsoft bring another car out on stage is that is that what you need because that's all we got for like the last five e3s was just here's the new car that's gonna be in the next forza it's just like no one cares about that porsche Here's an interview with Pele. Let's talk about FIFA. (laughs) Right? It was just like, oh my God, no one cares about this. We're here to see the games. We don't care about the other stuff around it. It was was, was all so strange. I think my thing is, though, uh, part of me does miss it now that it's gone. But also it's not totally gone because Jeff's still putting that shit in his shows. But now it's just virtual. So it's just like. Oh, yeah. Or it's music. Like his is a lot of music from bands you don't like. But even if I like the band, right? Like, Sad. I don't care. Yeah. That's not what I'm here for, right? Like, you know, like, I, I forget what one it was. Like, they had Green Day play it. And I'm like, I like Green Day. Like, they were one of my favorite bands from when I was a kid and everything. And it's like, I like them fine. They're great. But, like, I don't want to fucking see them play at a video game event. I want to, <laughs> if I'm going to watch them play, I'll go watch them play at a concert. That's, this is not, it's not useful, right? Like, I don't know. It's like this is not like the Super Bowl halftime show, right? This is a video game conference. Like I don't, I don't oh, yeah. need to see live music, you know. Unless, unless I don't mind when they do, when they have the live orchestra and it's like, oh, it's game of the year. Like we're gonna do the big, you know, they do this the medley of like all the I music do like from those. the. I do, that's yeah. cool. That's cool. That because that feels like an event show. It's like all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's that's a neat thing. But like I, you know, I don't, I don't feel like we need that crap. Um, but hey, uh, here's a thing: not only watching, not only watching and getting excited about commercials, but then being like, how good were the commercials? Yeah, yeah, like rating them. <laughs> but we do that, you know. There's a weird thing that we do. Oh god! <laughs> another another like problem about it. that I know that we have both had, and I still have to this day. It's like, oh, it's a new game. Am I going to like it? Do I buy the collector's edition? And then you don't, and you end up falling in love with that game, and you didn't get the collector's edition, and now it's sold out, and you have that And then you have an eBay alert on Aloy Horizon Zero Dawn statue (laughs) five years later. I need it. Yeah, oh, God. It's, It's... Honestly, it's happened way more times than I would like to admit, that you just... You go, and you're just like, oh, God... The trailers look good, but like, what if it's, you know, what if it doesn't click with me and then I've spent like 80 to to $100 on this thing and I won't really like it. No one's going to want to buy it. 
if the game turns out to be crap. Because you imagine if you bought like the collector's edition of Cyberpunk or that Cyberpunk console, like no one cares. You'd be about fine. That. You'd be fine. There's still fucking people who are like, de- like no, this game is the best game ever, <laughs> and if you don't like it, you're wrong. So you could sell it to one of those people. That'd be fine. They'll have already right. bought it. Like that's yeah. the problem. They'll have already. They'll have got no, it it's more launch. It's more like games that get collector's edition that have like no business having a collector's edition. Like uh, I remember um, what THQ Nordic they re-released uh, Destroy All Humans, which is a game I loved. It's like a really weird niche cult game on the Xbox. It might have been on the other consoles as well, but I played it on Xbox. And you play as like an a alien in like an, in 1950s America, and you're like abducting people and blowing stuff up. It's it's goofy fun i'm sure parts of it have aged very poorly uh both in design and humor but fun enough game right and they did a re-release of it and they had like a 500 dollars collector's edition and i was like nobody nobody wants that and i remember seeing it on sale f- like for like 50 bucks and i was like that's yeah <laughs> but even then i i thought about it but i was like i don't even want any of this shit like you know it's not even it's not even, it was like an, they had like an alien backpack. I was like, what are you doing? Why? Sell a statue. That's the only thing anybody wants. Oh, see, edition. sometimes I want a statue. Like, I really art wanted book. the, bre- yeah, art book's always good. Soundtrack's always good. I wanted the Breath of the Wild soundtrack that came with like that. Did you see the one that came with like book glass is, orb? Steelbook's, uh, Steelbook's good. a solid one. I like a map, you know, something like that, yeah. a poster. Like, those are all cool. But like. When you get to like the weird tchotchke shit, it's like, dude, I don't know. You know, yeah. I don't know. Do I need? Well, do I need like a stuffed animal backpack? You know, that reminds that me because you mentioned to the conventions still- and nowhere else. <laughs> you Go mentioned ahead. the still book, right? And that reminds remind me of the Horizon Collector's Edition. Buying a copy of a game and thinking it comes with a disc, and then you get it, and it's just a code, and it's just like, if you thought that came with a disc, that's on you, though. I don't think so because you you it comes with the steel book. Why would you want the steel book if that's, it doesn't come that's with fair. it? It's <laughs> that's like fair. what? <laughs> You're right. It's so weird. <laughs> and there's like, the slots you... for the two discs in there for the other version that they sell with the disc. It's bizarre, absolutely bizarre that they even give bother giving you the steel book. Like just give you the statue and a code. Like that's all people care Some about. Some people want the steel book though. I guess so. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why why it, it does you feel would weird care about it not, that much. It's like not have a disc in there, nothing in there. It's so strange. Well, because I think the thing is, if you put the disc in there, you got to make it cost $70 more. Do you? Like, you're already getting the $70 digital edition. Like, why does it cost you any more? Like, you get the code for the game. I guess that's true. They don't charge any more for the, any more yeah, for the yeah, physical yeah, one. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, it, co- it would cost them more to put the disc in Oh, it there, would, but. yeah. That's what it comes down to. It's them cheaping out on like yeah. a 10-cent a disc or whatever. But that yeah. that also makes me think about the fact that this is the only medium, I guess, like really in history since the form of consumable media where you can't just play it on the next thing or continue to play it right that your computer might get updated and you can't play the game or you yeah, like, get that... another console <laughs> i can't play the previous games unless i keep that aging hardware around that's no longer gonna play like most movies that were on vhs came to dvd and then they were on dvd and they came to blu-ray but i could continue to play them like i can put those dvds in my blu-ray player 
and it just works. I could put those Blu-rays yeah. in my 4K Blu-ray player and it works, but I can't put my PS1 games or my PS2 games in my PS5 or my PS3 games in my PS5. They just, just don't work. Yeah, and I, I think like even even like not even thinking about backwards compatible media, because I understand that there is like a difference to that and like, you know, not to say that the PS5 couldn't do that, but it's I'm probably not, I'm not even saying it's like uh, there's a reason it shouldn't happen, right? I'm just saying this is a problem that only gamers are presented with. Like if you're a yeah, real but, movie but I buff, think... like you're not thinking about like, can I play this DVD? Is it compatible with this specific DVD player that I've just bought? It's just like, no, it's a DVD. Just put it in and it'll play. Right. But, but I think even beyond that, right, as we move into a less physical media oriented future, I think your point makes even more sense. Because the fact that, like, as a gamer, uh, if you want to play a classic game, that the only option for you to do so is to have and maintain the original hardware (laughs) and and disc or cartridge or whatever. And a lot of those things, guess what? They have rot and fail and rates and you might still have to buy a weird... Yeah, you, you and you and even if you do that, right? You might still need to buy a modern piece of technology that is the guts of those old things to actually play your shit because guess what? Otherwise you need an adapter because your TV doesn't have plugs to support it anymore. Yeah, like and, or saying, your TV's yeah. too fucking big and it doesn't, you know, like all these other things like or, right? And then and then the other the only other way to get it if there isn't a modern release that isn't dog shit uh, or overpriced or inaccessible for any other reason is to be a, to be a criminal. Yeah, because yeah, that's <laughs> something that we've made a crime to emulate. Like it. that's it's insane, just, right? Yeah. Like that's not, you know, um, and I mean, like that does happen to some degree, right? Like, but I feel like it gets less and less common. Like there used to be like, oh, you know. Disney would put their movies in the Disney vault. And if you didn't buy one, you couldn't have gotten it at that point. And then you'd only be able to get a secondhand copy. And like, that's a problem in comics where there'll be like books that get, that haven't been reprinted in a long time and and things like that. It happens, but like a fraction of a fraction of the time. Right. And there's usually a way for you to get a digital version. Right. Because pretty much every movie ever made is available for sale on Amazon prime. Yeah, 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 and if right? it's not, like, it's on Disney much. Plus, and if it's not on Disney Plus, it's on Netflix. Like, there is really a way for you to to watch any film that you would would realistically ever want to watch. Same for TV, and if it's not available mm-hmm. digitally, there'll be a physical box set or something that you could buy of it. Like, there'll be a way for you to watch watch it. It's kind yeah, of crazy and- that that same thing doesn't happen for for video games. Like we talk about the Nintendo, for example, they've got the biggest back catalog of any company, and yet. You still can't play most of the games on their latest console. They had such a good thing like, going with the with the virtual <laughs> console. And it's just like Game Boy games. No, we're killing the Wii U and the 3DS eShop. You won't be able to play them there either. Ha ha ha. And and it's stuff like where it's like some of the best, most celebrated games of all time, right? Like there is not a way to play them yeah. on remotely recent hardware, right? You know, and like that's insane. That's insane. Nobody yeah. else has to deal with that bullshit. <laughs> Yeah, that sucks. Um, 
before I get into like my final one, there's one more I wanted to talk about, which is which I guess isn't just necessarily related to gamers, but I think it happens a lot more to people I know, and maybe that's just because I know lots of gamers, which is which is like FOMO and getting sucked into the hype of something. Whether that's just the hype of everyone talking about the game, because they're like all talking about how great the game is and you want to play it, even though you know you won't be into the game, or you've believed the the marketing behind a game. And you've got sucked right into it to the point where you haven't waited for reviews. You've bought the game and it turns out to be a piece of crap, right? And that ha- that has happened. <laughs> That's happened to both of us. Yeah, I, I think you're probably right that that is a thing that is... I'm sure that happens with movies all the time. Oh, it right? must like happen people... with movies all the time, yeah. But I but feel I don't like think there's, it's the there's same. less of a barrier for entry because I'm just yeah. about to spend 50 to 70 pounds on a game versus right. like a five pound movie ticket like it's a very yeah. very different thing and I'm not, and it's not a big time commitment as well i think that's the other thing people forget it's just like this is potentially a hundred hours i've got to put in really to to fully understand and appreciate this thing versus like a two-hour movie maybe a three-hour movie at the most that i'm gonna go watch i think the fact too that like <clears throat> bit excuse me um video games are the medium where it's probably like the least easy to sample things too right because like you have your game passes and like your ea you know uh or not not ea yeah ea play ea play and yeah you know what i mean all the the ubisoft has theirs and all that ubisoft plus sure sure um so like there are things like that that exist but they're certainly they're new right like that's not yeah, ubiquitous. Same as like the it's Nintendo, the, the Nintendo Switch game trials. You know, that's a fairly new thing, and and right. they actually work really well. Like, listen to last week's Nintendo noise if you want to hear some, um, some thoughts on it. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's a strange one. Like, I feel like even previously it was more common. Like, I used to get a PlayStation demo disc all the time. Like, we would mm-hmm. constantly get them attached to a magazine. But now that magazines have gone away. So have demos, which makes no sense because you should just be able to download it or stream it or play it. I don't necessarily just need to see someone play it on Twitch or watch a YouTube video about it. Sometimes you want to sense it and feel it for yourself. And demos just don't really exist all that much anymore. It was a real surprise when we got like a Kirby demo because I didn't think we would. And yeah. and we did. Yeah, I mean, that's, there's such a lower barrier of entry to most maybe not most forms of entertainment, but like the more popular forms of entertainment, right? When you think that like video games are one of the most dominant and popular forms of, of entertainment. Right. But like they're niche compared to like movies, right? Like everybody watches movies. Um, Yeah. And TV, I think is probably even more than movies at this point. Right. And like my, my friend uh, Andy, who I, I went and visited in DC, you can hear about us talk about it on one more thing. Um, was saying to me that like like Elden Ring for example right like sold you know like what it was like twelve million copies or something like that um, a really impressive number uh, in its in its first couple of weeks and he was like yeah but like if a movie sold that many tickets that would be a huge failure right yeah well so it's like a movie is like that's not a sixty dollar game you know like a movie ticket is no $60, but, but yeah. The point is, though, that like there's a lot more people that watch movies than play video games, even though video games are very popular. Um, and I think 
when you look at like other more niche forms of entertainment, right? Like books or comics or like something else that is like less popular. Um, there's a similarly more difficult barrier of entry where it's like really the only way to tell if you like something is to buy it and try it. But those things are a lot cheaper, yeah. right? Like a, well, and a, books, a book. for example, you can go to a library. You don't have to buy that. Sure. Yeah. There is a way True. to get that for cheaper or for free. And there isn't for video games unless someone's willing to lend you a physical copy. And as we shift to digital, that's just going to be gone. You won't be yeah, able to. Yeah, and I mean, like, yeah. Yeah, and lending a physical copy also is, like, uh, it's it's great for the consumer, but it's, like, not the best thing for the health of the industry that, like, where mm-hmm. most games, you know, really rely on sold copies um, still. And that's increasingly not a super common model i mean like it is but it isn't right like the fact that there isn't you know a more ubiquitous way for you to just like test things um is kind of interesting right because there are so many attractive games that come out a year now you have to budget you know like unless you have a ton of expendable income or games are like the only thing that you spend your money on you can't really play everything. No, uh, not only just from can. like a, a a time investment as well, right? Like so even if you have the money, right? If you have a job, like you can't play every video game that comes out in a year. You could watch every critically acclaimed movie that comes out in a year. Oh totally. yeah, if you that's wanted totally to watch good. every Oscar nominated movie, you could like if that's what we're basing it on, you could watch you could probably watch those in a week. If that, if you got yeah. if you're going back to back, you could probably do that over over like three, four days. But I think like that, like having to like budget time and things like that is a very, that's, what's that's crazy. a unique thing. Yeah, that is a very unique thing. Like, and trying to, I guess, steal time from different places, right? Making sure you slot that in. Like I, I was working till 1am last night and I was just like, you know what? I haven't played a game today. And I was just like, I really, really wanted to do this one specific thing in Elden Ring. And I was just like, I'm going to go see if I can do it. And and that, that just ate away at me. I ended up going to bed at like 3 a.m. because I was just like, I can't not do this. I can't not finish this. I need to I need to do it. Which That's a gamer-ass thing, too, I, I, think, I think it is, is like as well, yeah. Staying up really fucking late to play a video game just because and being like, I know this is going to fuck me tomorrow, but like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, but then you've got like the story, right? And if you're there doing it with friends as well, it's such a social thing. We were up until five in yeah. the morning. Yeah, like, yeah, no, I totally know what you mean. Like, that's the thing I miss the most about being a part time employee is like, I used to love doing that. Like, when I was, I was working part time and I was a freelancer and I was playing a lot of PC games at the time and I would like, you know, finish up with like an article or like, you know, throw out my YouTube video, finish my shifts, get get done with my stuff and then be jump on, see who's on Discord. What are we playing, boys? All right, cool. Drop in and oh, yeah, let's play until fucking six in the morning and I'll call out of my four hour shift at work tomorrow. <laughs> like, you know, like, you know, that's that was, that was, that's that's the lifestyle, man. That's a <laughs> Not sure I to could be do it young and, and and barely employed. <laughs> <laughs> so another another one I had was was grinding. I just don't know anyone any any other I guess form of media or anyone TV. else that will just no, put TV's up with it. No, TV's like that. 
You, TV no, you really feel no. Do I don't think so. Like, yes, yeah, I'm oh, serious. No, no, no. no. It's the second stuff. season is where it really gets good. You yeah. just have to watch the first two seasons and then it's good. Them. I don't have to do it right. There's some games where I, I literally have to just go around farming for like you know elderly bones or or runes so I can level yeah. up so I can go do a specific thing, and it happens no, so I don't know. I... often that people do it. People they they will. You're right, but I don't know. I think I think that's the same thing. It's it's more prevalent in games for sure, but I think it's I definitely because it's like oh I didn't like the first season you got to get till season three man that's when it's really good you know like mm. <laughs> people definitely do that shit. That's oh, more really like a up. game getting good at a specific point though. Like I feel like this yeah, is something where true. you're like blocked from going to a specific area, and it doesn't happen as much in modern games. But like think back to like you know Final Fantasy VII or whatever, like an old an old RPG. Like you, you even had it in Persona 5, right? You had to go and do some of the stuff in Mementos in order to level up your social stuff so you could then go yeah. back and do them. And like that's all stuff that necess- you might not necessarily want to do. You just want to carry on and play the game, but there's no way to do it unless you you crack th- or like crack on through that and make sure you've like leveled up and you're all ready and you and you're good to go. It's almost like work at that point. And I will just put a podcast on and I'll just be playing it. Or if, if it's on Switch, I'll just play it on the on handheld and I'll have someone on the TV. Uh, it's very much like a secondary thing, like a mind-numbing, oh, I'm just going to grind through this and do this. That's a weird thing, too. I guess like I guess like trash TV is kind of an equivalent of that, but the fact that people will be like, oh, it's a great podcast game. This is a game I play when I'm only half paying attention I to listen, it. <laughs> I listen to podcasts when I'm playing Elder Ring. I consider it a phenomenal game, but... Sometimes when I'm just exploring, I did it with Breath of the Wild as well. When I'm just exploring, it's on my just horse funny because like you wouldn't really do that with other things, though, right? No, I wouldn't. Like, oh no. yeah, no, this is the kind of movie. Yeah, I, you might do. This is the like kind of movie I watch when I'm doing the laundry. Like you know, I, you know, I think it depends though on what you what you're doing, right? Because you might have like a podcast or musical when you're playing a puzzle, like a physical puzzle or a board sure. game or something That's like true. that. But you wouldn't. If it's like a movie, you wouldn't really like have something else on going on because you'd be like really confused. But with video games, it depends on the game. Like if it's a story centric game, then I'm absolutely not doing that. But if it's something like Elden Ring, where I'm not really in it for the story, I'm there for the gameplay and the action and stuff like that. Or Stardew Valley, where it's just a therapeutic. I'm just here to do the farming and do my chores, and and it's like a therapeutic gaming session that I'm going through to relax and wind down with then I absolutely could listen to a podcast or watch TV in the background. But then I'm not yeah. really watching the TV anyway because it's like, you know, Grey's Anatomy and it's trash. Yeah, it's uh, just there. Yeah. I know what you mean. It's just funny because that's that's a weird thing too, I feel like. Yeah, like we have a specific not... thing that we call TV games because of you. That is a game yeah. that you play while you're watching TV and it's something else to do. It's like a secondary activity that you're doing. Did I coin that phrase? Yeah. Cool. Look at me. Real trendsetter over here. <laughs> uh, so a listener uh, wrote in here, Mango wrote in in response to Asobi's question and, and had uh, had one that I thought was a good one. The indecisiveness that comes from deciding which game to play next, because video games are a form of entertainment that has a combination of needing a comparatively larger amount of time investment and a more expensive hobby than most other hobbies in the mainstream, right? So we definitely talked about that bit 
But then there's this, which I thought was interesting as well. There's also the double-edged sword of there being so many good games being released every year that it's hard to keep up with a lot of them. There's also the cursed word among gamers, which is the backlog. Oh, and like, yeah. that's a thing that every fucking gamer I've ever met is like, yeah, yeah, I have like five games I've bought that I've never fucking played. And, and like, book people do this. Book people have backlogs. That's like a thing if you're a reader. You buy lots of books. You don't read all those books. You're like, I'm going to get to this and eventually I have 10 books I can read at any time. So we're there. They're, they're kindred I know, spirits I know with this movie one. people like it too, because I've got a friend who, who was like, oh, before I die, I want to watch every Oscar winner movie. And he's just slowly working through all of them. And he considers sure. that like his backlog of like, I need to watch all of these. I want to make sure I watch every Oscar, nominee, every Oscar winning movie. Okay. All right. And I guess I shouldn't say that people, don't, but it's, I don't feel like that's as ubiquitous. And like, that even feels like a different thing, right? Yeah, Being like, oh, I'm going to watch this game and I'm going to play it. Cause I do it all the time. Right. And it usually yeah, happens it's... when they're like, oh, there's a sale on. Hmm. Okay. Let me have a look and see. Oh, I meant to play that game and now it's only five pounds. So I'm going to go ahead and buy that one. And it's just like, hmm, okay. When am I actually going to play this though? Because right now I'm playing. Uh, a 100 hour game and I'm only 50 hours into it and I'm in the middle of also another 40 hour game and I didn't finish that game last week that I was playing and next month there's this game out and in three months time there'll probably be another another blockbuster game that I'm really excited for and waiting for and Mango's right very much is a time thing it is like uh, where do I spend my time and what am I enjoying the most and that's why I'm like a big proponent and I never finish video games because I'm just like I'm I'm fine with that I can accept that. Sometimes I do really want to finish a video game, but sometimes I'm just like, you know what? I don't have the time to finish this. And the next new fresh thing is there and it looks really cool and I want to play that and I want to experience that. I don't think you necessarily have to finish everything that you start. I don't think you have to finish everything you start, but I, I don't like playing that way. Because like, and a lot of people play that way. I think that's more, more, more people play that way than the way I play. Yeah. Um, But I... I just don't, I don't know, if I'm playing a game and it doesn't grab me, that's one thing, but I hate playing a game that I like and then falling out of it for some reason, right, like, like Deathloop is a great example. I really enjoyed Deathloop. I spent like 25 hours with it, but I didn't finish it, and I hate that. I hate that. Like, that That feels like, uh, like a black mark, you know, where I'm like, oh, fuck, like... I just want to get back to it and finish it at some point. But to your point, I'm already on to this next thing and the next thing. And like, by the time I actually circle back to play it, it might be later this year. It might be early next year. Like that's happened to me with a lot of games, right? Like God of War was like that. I remember I God of War came out, I think, I don't know, the week or the second week after I started dating Sarah. And I was like, oh, oh definitely this that. game's amazing. <laughs> and then I was like, yeah whatever who cares about video games like you know I'm not, I'm gonna, whatever i'm gonna play overwatch when i have 20 minutes and otherwise video games not interesting to me right now and that that sucked until i got back to it uh, and then i had the experience i wanted to have with it and that's a thing i don't love about games that is a unique problem is that like you kind of need to play a game like in, in a city. Yeah. It depends yeah, on the type of game like, it is, though, because some games are the kind of game that you can pepper in and out of, right? 
Yeah. Th- yeah. But most of the time I'm with you, it's just, and and I think part of it comes down to control schemes and going back into Because you lose like, your chops. Where the fuck am I? What am I doing? I don't know how this game functions anymore. And I had that exact experience when I went back to Horizon at the weekend. I was just like, I don't know what I was doing. I don't know where I'm going. I don't remember how these controls work. I was Dude, pressing like, the wrong button. you gotta finish it so we can do the spoiler cast. You haven't even you finished fin- it yet. Like, if you'd have finished it, I'm still I'd playing like, it, though. And I'll, 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 I'm continuing to play it. I don't know. It's just, it's so tough when time's limited and, like, I know. Especially with me, like at the moment, everyone's just like, "Oh, come! On. I want to see you play this bit in Elden Ring and come back in this. That's that, that now do this in Elden Ring and like Asobi was like making up a whole new fresh sword for me and stuff and like yeah. wanted to give that to me. So it's just like, what do I do? Like this is just um, play Elden Ring on yeah. stream. You're streaming it like five hours a week. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking a man. It's not hey, enough because no, it's it. like a 160 it. hour game, and that's a massive issue. Uh, it's very unusual for me to get into a game that's that 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 is that long anymore because I'm just like, how long is it? Yeah, there's no way I can play that. 20 to 30 hours <laughs> is the sweet spot for me, and I'm just like, I want to get in and out, have this nice compact experience that I can kind of wrap up with. Yeah, I hate I hate that it's so hard to do that. Cause like I like, I like to play games of varying lengths, right? Like I love a game that is like if I really, really love a game and I feel like I can't get enough of it, then I want it to be long, and I want it to, you know, like a game like Persona Five, for example, right? Like that was a perfect everlasting gobstopper of a game, right? Of just there was so, and by the time I got to the end, I was like. I could have played more, were but you, I also were felt you satisfied. That alongside other games, though, because that's the kind of game where you don't have to worry about the controls, because it is yeah. just turn based, and it is just like, oh, I press X to pick this option. If you'll recall, uh, it was my main game at two different points in a year. I thought there, so. Cause like, you played I, Final Fantasy in between, right? And then Ghost okay. as well. I think. I think. Maybe. I definitely remember Final Fantasy because it was like oh, I finished two massive JRPGs this year. Yeah, well, I know I played because like Final Fantasy, Last of Us, and Ghost, I think all maybe came in between my two sessions of Persona Five. Yeah, but that was an easy one to jump in and jump out, um, especially because I ended it at a good spot. Like I finished a palace, and then was like, "Cool, I'm gonna stop for now." And I came back and was just like, "Yeah, right. I remember what happened. I just wrapped up this other thing. Great. It was like a perfect like season break, you know, or it was like." Okay, and I like pulled up a, a, you know, like story synopsis real quick, and was like, yeah, 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 I remember what was happening. We're good. I, I know what was going on. And I remember I jumped into the game, and I was like, oh yeah, yeah, let's go, fucking a. And I was just cake. good to be back. Let's roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that is another really tough thing though that you like. It really does happen going from game to game and just forgetting where you are. Like, you'll always have when you go from season to season of a of a TV show previously on such and such and you have like a good recap and thankfully like there are sometimes recaps online between games right if you wanted to know what really really happened in horizon forbid uh, horizon um zero dawn before you played forgotten west great supercuts online will wrap up the whole story and usually when it's a sequel game you'll get like a bit of a pre prequel recap a little video but when i've gone gone back to it after 
six months of playing something else and I'm in the I'm in a really like high powered area I need to know exactly what each button does at any given time because I've got to use the skills that I've learned and picked yep. up over the game and I just can't it really is a struggle you know what's interesting too is how certain games like you never forget how to play yeah right like like multiplayer games like I feel like I always remember the like if like I haven't played Halo in in months now, right? But if I picked up Halo, I know exactly what all the buttons do. And I to some extent, yeah. But like if I went back to Fortnite, I wouldn't remember how the building works. And I think that's because Halo's controls are very similar to other games, especially now. Like in Infinite, they change the controls a fair amount. I remember when I was playing um, the Master, Master Chief, Chief collection. collection, I was pressing left trigger to try and like use the scope and stuff, and it was like throwing all my grenades, and I'm like. What the fuck's happening? Like in any <laughs> in any first person shooter, this is like you look down the scope button. But nope, not in Halo. That's the throw grenades <laughs> button. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. It is interesting because, like, I guess it depends on how long you play the game. I think that's probably part of it, right? It's like the oh, you never forget how to learn a bike. It's just like yeah, because you oh, you never forget how to ride a bike because you rode that bike. For hundreds of hours when you were a kid, so you're pushing never going to forget when you go back to it because it's it's muscle memory. Muscle you know exactly memory. what to do. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Huh? It's just a skill think... like anything else. It's, it's something you've acquired, right? Like I bet you know yeah. people that knit, for example, they could knit with their eyes closed because they know exactly what it is. It's just a repetitive action. That's and how I feel about playing drums. Yeah, right? where it's like I don't, I don't have to, I don't think about it. Right, like I just do it. Mm-hmm. Um, which, which I, you know, if you know the controls and you know exactly what they do and when to press it at any given time, you're not thinking about doing it. You're just doing it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny. I think the last one I wanted to to call out, and then we'll wrap it up for the day, is um, like how it's experientially very different to go back to a video game than it is anything else, right? Like, it's funny how much, like, gamers are very into nostalgia, right? <laughs> but so many games, like, we were just talking about it on on Nintendo Noise this week, right? Like, it, the Game Boy Advance's uh, 21st birthday. So we, we did a ranking of our favorite Game Boy Advance games. And you should go check it out. And... The number two game, I won't say what it is, but the number two game on my list is a game I think I have only played twice. Right? And I'm like, oh, so it's one of my favorite games. Because it's a right? long game. So you can't really sure. play for much longer than that. But, yeah. But some games but, I'll go like, back to over and over again. Yeah, like Pac-Man or fucking League of Legends like or something that. where you can just... Like, bop, bop, every bop, now and bop. again, I'll just be like, oh, I really want to play, really play Elder Scrolls 4 Oblivion again. Love sure. that game. Want to crack that open? How many times have you gone back to Ocarina of Time? You or Pokemon, or Mario, or Mario sixty four, or all manner of games. Where it's just like, oh, sure, play that again. Toy Story two for me is one of them. Every yeah, couple I, re- of years. I rebeat, I rebeat Sonic two uh, yeah. when it came to the Switch, just because I was like, yeah, let me just beat this in a night mm-hmm. for fun, you know. And you know it like the yeah. back of your hand. It's it's almost it, like when you go back to those bigger kind of RPG games. It's like going back to an old town that you're familiar with, and you're yes. just like, oh, yeah. which is weird. There's such and such there, and there's the dude that sells this. Which is weird because it's like not. I don't feel like it's the same as like 
I think some of the other games that you just brought up, right, where you're like going back to like a, a platformer or something like that. I don't know. That feels more like rewatching a TV show or like rereading something mm-hmm. or being like, oh, this is an old familiar favorite. And I'm going to go back to this because it's comfort food or whatever. But there are a lot of games where I feel like you can't really do that. Like I, there are plenty of games that I a great example, Breath of the Wild. I've wanted to replay it since it came out, but I never have. And it's interesting because like I want to replay the game and I know that if I replay it, I'll have fun with it. But I also know that I can never have the ex- the same experience of playing it for the first time again. And that's true of like movies and books. But it's interesting where like I'll like I think of like, you know, some of my favorite books of all time. Right. And like a book that I've I read when I was like a teenager and then I come back to it when I'm in college and then I come back to it when I'm, you know, in my in my late 20s and like how the work grows with you, right? And you get different things out of it the more you read it or you, you know, notice things you didn't notice before and things like that. And, you know, like, I think that can happen with games too. But, like, I think of, like, the way that I felt when I played, like, The Stanley Parable or Undertale and, like, it sent a shiver up my <laughs> spine, you know? And, like, and like I'll, I'll, I'll never feel that again even if I replay the game and love it, right? Because I know what it is now and I, and I've had the experience and I loved the experience, but it'll, it'll, you know what I mean? Like it's, 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 it feels a little different with video games. I feel like it's harder replicated. to recapture. I think it's because you connect so much more with it because you're directly controlling it. It's, you know, yeah. out of the experience looking at someone else moving the camera and controlling it. It's like, I move this stick and I'm directly modifying what's happening at that point. And especially with like a role play game, you can become that person. You put yourself in that situation. It's like, oh, I am me. I'm making these decisions. I'm doing it as if this was me making these choices. Why you love Mass Effect so much, right? You connect yeah. with it. You play it in that specific way. You have affinities to specific people. You have reactions to other people because you're just like, I don't like what you're doing there. You know, think I think constantly about the beef that you have with other people in the flip screen community about how much you hate specific houses in Fire Emblem because you just you just disagree a hundred percent with them because you're so aligned yeah. with someone else. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Well and something I, I don't know if this is this way for you, but I have this with games where like I very much associate them with like times and places. Too. I do, yeah. Where it's like, oh, I want to go back and play this game again. And part of that is wanting to play the game again and experience it again. But also part of it is like thinking about how I felt about something in the context of a different time, right? Of like, I remember playing like Arkham Asylum for the first time. I do feel like that with music. Holy shit. Like, yeah, totally. But I feel like music is different too because I feel like music grows with me in the same way where like, I don't go back and listen to old music and feel like, oh, this feels like old music, right? Whereas, like, and, like, it it can feel that way, but, like, games also age mechanically Mm -hmm. in a way that, like, other art doesn't as much. Like, (laughs) uh, do you ever go back and say, oh, I don't remember it being this clunky when I was a kid? I just feel sure. Yeah, like we've right. had that that reaction. I can't play Mario sixty four anymore, for example, because that camera is just sure. horrendous. But I have such fond memories of that, and I spoke about it on the Mario episode of Nintendo Noise. There was episode twenty seven, 
at where it was it really like a huge part of it was when I went to hospital because I was in and out of hospital when I was a kid and it's just like I remember going and sitting and playing at that like machine and, and it was just a yeah. thing I did uh, I don't think I would have got those memories if it was just like oh I don't know fucking Aladdin was on in the corner while I was at the hospital I wouldn't have wouldn't have been the same it's just like oh there's a movie on and i don't really care about that it was a different it was a different kind of thing yeah yeah because it's like you said it's an experience it's like a journey you go on you know Mm -hmm. um yeah and there is that like desire to like reconnect with it but i but it's interesting because i i feel like it's a lot like looking back on memories and being like oh you know like how cool would it be to go back and relive you know, or, or not even like to relive it, like, you know, but like to experience the way it felt to feel some way when you were younger, right? When you had this, like the first time you ever, you know, how cool would it be to be able to feel what it felt like to go back and go to the first concert you ever went to, mm-hmm. right? Or like, you know, to, to, I don't know, right? Like, I don't know, right? Like anything, right? Like, oh, like imagine if you could go back to the, like the first date you ever had with Macaulay, right? And like, just re-experience those emotions in the context of how you feel now but that's impossible right like that's obviously impossible for a myriad of reasons but it's interesting that i think games feel similar because you have this like i did this this is a a thing i went and did and i want to recapture some of that right and like it's never quite the same you know which is interesting because i feel like there are times like i'll listen to an old song or watch an old movie and feel transported back to a time and place um but it's not always as easy to tap into that with games you know i think that's why we're so obsessed with remakes right because you're like i the whole point of a good remake is to make you feel like you felt the first time without the friction right mm-hmm. without the oh, make it it's better janky. yeah remaster oh. it you know i'm gonna worry oh, it doesn't about have it. an auto save oh yeah. like you know that kind of shit because um, that was what Mass Effect did for me, right? It was like, oh, it feels like I'm playing these for the first time again and not having to deal with the bullshit that, you know. And yeah, it was still like with. seeing old friends. It was like, oh, I'm back here. These, I know exactly who you are. And and, and you probably played it the same way again. Even though I you sure could did. have played it differently. You probably played it the exact same way. And I can imagine you would do the same with the um, uh, Life is Strange collection. You'll just go back and you'll mm-hmm. do the exact same, cho- make the exact same choices because it's just who you are as a person. Yep, that's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's funny because I remember, I believe it was, I believe it was Olaf who made this point where I was, I asked the community what I should do. Like, should I just replay Mass Effect and make all the same decisions or should I play like FemShep and like make different choices? And, um, and I remember Olaf being like, well, if you want to play the game and make all the same choices you made for nostalgia's sake, you should do that because you, if then when you want to play mass effect again, you could come back and play it as FemShep and make different choices and it'll feel fresh again, but you'll only ever get the nostalgia trip run once. Yeah. Right. So like do one and then the other, not both in one go. Mm -hmm. I was like, that's a good point. That's a great point actually. Yeah. He's a smart guy. Definitely. So now that one's in my back pocket. When I need a little hit of serotonin, it'll be like, all right, time to boot up Mass Effect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got one one last thing I want to say, and I'm sure you'll agree with me before we before we close out, which is I I have never experienced anything like the sense of community that gamers give. 
where we all band behind something that we love so much that we've built applications like Discord and we have groups specifically for it and we watch presentations together and we all get excited and we have Reddit threads. There's an entire industry around watching people play video games. Which exists just for that. The sense of community we get, it's just, and the, the fact that we have built a little community with everyone, it's just so humbling. I absolutely love it. It just, it's amazing. Like we can just post something on Twitter, for example. Anyone can, anyone in the world, and we'll get a response, and there'll be someone who's interested in talking about it. Or you can post something on Reddit, or you can get into a comments, or go on the forum, like Reset Era or something. And it's just like it's crazy, absolutely crazy. I've never known any other industry produce uh, produce communities like like the games industry does. Uh, I'd say I've experienced some other ones for sure. Um, you know, I think a lot of like fandom in general is like yeah. that. But but I do think gamers in mass are more like that than other cliques because of all the things that we just said, right? Like like other industries do those same things, but like it's so ubiquitous with gaming, right? Oh, is yeah. community and you know, the sharing of the experience, there's share buttons on the fucking controller. Because like, even you know, though it's like, like a, even though it's an absolutely massive industry, it still feels niche to people. And I guess specific games feel even more niche. Like I was streaming, yeah. streaming Monster Hunter for the first time and we had new people come in and wanted to sh- like basically recruit me as someone who's like, oh, it was my first time playing Monster and I put it in the stream tile. It was like first playthrough tag on there and people were coming and help me. It's like, oh, go do this cool thing and now let me play with you and like do this. And everyone's just like really excited to see someone enjoying something that they love and it's really nice to see. And yeah, yeah. the community isn't always great. You know, the, the console wars, the, the, the fanboys and stuff. But for the most part, I think it's a, it's a net positive. Like, we couldn't do what we did if it wasn't for people that love video games as much as they do, that they want to be part of a community and they want to watch videos and they want to listen to podcasts and watch streams and stuff. And it's, it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, I think the fact that there's so many people that love games so much that just playing games isn't enough. is It speaks it speaks volumes, you know? Um, I certainly don't feel that way about anything else, you know? Um, not to this degree anyway, you know? Like, I love sharing any kind of art that I enjoy with other people. It's 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 fun to talk about things and, and everything, but, like, yeah, I, it's... Uh, I'm so obsessed <laughs> with getting to talk to people about games and talking about my favorite games and learning about theirs mm-hmm. and you know and um and everyone's is always so a... different like the fact that there's so many different genres no yeah. one's ever got the same favorite game like and if you do find someone who's got the same favorite game they've probably got other different games that they like and it's probably a totally different list to yours and i, I just i think it's also exciting that it's such a young medium you know um like movies comics tv like all these things have been around for so long you know um by comparison that you know they've had a 
they've had a lot longer to figure out what they are, <laughs> right? Like we just had a hundred years of Hollywood, um, you know, and video games are like not even close to that yet. Um, well, look how much Hollywood's changed over the times. You know, the first movies didn't even have right. any sound. It was it was just silent. Yeah, well, look how far was, we've come. Someone was playing, playing. Yeah, I mean, we come from like literal squares on a screen with Pong. It's like a white square being pushed from another white square to another white square. And now you've got stuff that looks hyper-realistic and is fully 3D immersive. It's it's movie-level yeah. quality, but you're controlling it. It's insane. That's, that's always been the thing that's been most exciting to me. And I think coming up when we did, um, you got to see a lot of growth really quickly. And I think that's always been something that's fascinated me about games is like that they're just, they're always changing. And, you know, you look at what the game of the year was, you know, 20 years ago. And it was, uh, in some cases, there are some forms that like persevere, right? And like, you might still see, you know, a, a, a retro style game that gets that kind of attention. And like, that's awesome to see. But then there's also like so, so many new kinds of genres of games that like didn't even... Like, there was no market for when mm-hmm. we were growing up, right? Like, there were no games like something like, you know, the Stanley Parable, you know? Like, there just there wasn't an avenue for them, you know? Um, so, yeah, I think that's that's something that's that's really exciting, and it's why I, I love being a part of this industry um, and, and following it, you know? It's, it's, uh, it's a really vibrant, creative space, and I think we really only scratched the surface of what games can be. Um, so that's, that's such an exciting thing to think about, to think about, you know, where games will be, you know, 30, 40 years from now, something like that. Right. When we're getting, getting closer to that hundred year mark is, it's kind of unfathomable. So we'll leave you with that one for today. Thank you for joining us here on another episode of the Flip Screen Games podcast. Uh, if you want to show your support, if you want to get in touch, if you want to become a part of the Flip Screen Games community, you can do all of those things by heading over to flipscreen.games. That's our website where you can find links to our Patreon, our Discord. You can write in the show and maybe even create a whole main topic like Asobi did. A uh, bunch of ways that you can get involved and become a part of the community, however you choose to do so. Uh, we appreciate you being here and being a part of the conversation. So, thank you. I've been Pete. He's been Steve for Flip Screen Games. We'll see you next week.